Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Rogers. And I'm Charity Rogers. Welcome to the Macchiato Moms at Midnight podcast. In this podcast, we study a theme or passage of scripture in each episode, and then we share what we've learned. We do this in a way you can relate to and apply to your life, and as moms, we usually do that in a way that moms can relate to, but this podcast is for everyone. This podcast was created out of our personal Bible study times where we would find that things like mothering or wifing was getting us down and we would seek God's word and uh, try to encourage one another biblically and we realized that more people are looking for the same kind of encouragement we are so we thought that we would record our findings and share them with you. Hey everybody. Hey. Long time no listen. (laughs) We're not dead. We are not. (laughs) Or severely injured actually. Yeah. Nobody has diabetes. (laughs) We just have been busy. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, Both of us working pretty much full time and also being moms and wives and just all the things that that entails has I think gotten... A little bit overwhelming. <laughs> Momming in the summer is really hard. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I feel so, like FOMO spikes. Sorry for the long, long break that we took. Um, we are still in the fruits of the spirit. But uh, I guess if you have are just listening to this one, because it's like our first one in, what, five months? No. Wow, I'm way off. What? Three months. Three months. <laughs> Almost like maybe. almost four. Okay, I guess that was close to five. <laughs> so almost four months. Um, go back and listen to our other ones because they all <laughs> they all coincide with this. Mm-hmm. But um, we're gonna be talking about kindness today. Um, and we're probably probably gonna wander a lot around the subject because honestly, we are out of practice <laughs> in this podcast world. But we will try to make you laugh at least. <laughs> also, it's eleven thirty, and we work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been here for a couple hours already. <laughs> we don't get to see each other as much either, so that's probably yeah. We've already been like to here since what nine thirty, mm-hmm. almost ten. Yeah. So it's like we just had to catch up. Yeah. Um, speaking of catching up. Let me catch you up in our life right now. Besides the working full time, uh, we have had lice in our home. Head freaking lice. Head lice people and the Satan uh, Satan's messengers. If you need any other warning to put tea tree oil in your shampoo, like forever, um, listen to our words. It is the worst. It is the worst. It is Satan's bugs that he. I think he just like sits and laughs. At people who get it. He's like, haha, their life is ruined for like months. <laughs> months is how I feel like it's been. It's only been a week, but um, from what I've heard, it can last a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have cleaned my house from top to bottom. I am determined that it will not last months. Which doesn't make sense. How does it last for months? I don't if know. If you spray the vinegar, that's supposed to kill the eggs, right? Uh, yeah. If and you then put it, you put you get the bugs out. So you do coconut oil to suffocate the the actual louses, the bugs. Those are the bugs. And then um, you can either soak your hair in vinegar at the same time, or you rinse it out and then put vinegar in and let it soak at least for like fifteen minutes to up to an hour, and then you rinse it out and that's supposed to disintegrate the eggs and the glue that holds the eggs to the hair. So gross. Um, this is all natural, obviously, so that's better for you than the pesticide stuff. But, um, well, that's but not I'm not th- above that. No, <laughs> but that's another thing I've heard is that these bugs are like superhuman bugs now, and that they're resistant to the pesticides. No, to pesticides, because like you no, know, they say that because pesticides have been used, used so, much so much that the bugs build up a resistance to it, and so I'm like, that's freaking awesome. But yeah, I went for days just um, uh, putting our t- pillows in the dryer, washing every single thing, putting all of the stuffed animals in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> washing every towel we have, every freaking cloth- clothing item. My kids still don't have their stuffed animals back at their in bags <laughs> in the garage. 
That's been since July 27th. <laughs> You're like, I don't trust it? I don't trust it. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I trust no one. I have had my mom, my husband, <laughs> one of my daughters look at my hair, yeah. and then I have gone through it. I've gone through it every single day yeah. since July. Yeah. No, not July 27th. When, June. It was June 27th. I was just going to say, you have been like, on a month July. of it. Well, we haven't had it. I'm convinced that it came we have not the had second it. time. One of our middle daughter got it yesterday, and I'm convinced that it came from my mother-in-law's house. <sighs> and then Or church. Or church. I don't even know. It came from somewhere. But Did, no, yeah. Ugh. Buzzed my son's beautiful hair off tonight because <laughs> I'm not taking any freaking chances. We're not getting this back. <laughs> no. Well, and they have like a 30 day life time. So what does that even mean? That means from the time they are hatched <laughs> to full, like all the way, that their life cycle starts then for 30 days. They only last 30 days? Yeah. I don't well, know. because they're constantly laying eggs. That's so gross. That's, it's like you might as well last forever. They're the worst, guys. They are the worst. And I'm convinced now I have body lice, maybe bed bugs too. And I want to just burn my whole house down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry if we grossed you out. I mean, we're right in the midst of really Sorry nice also if we made you itch your head now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have lice. Just because we had it. Just rebuke Satan. <laughs> just Yes. I was literally rebuking Satan. I was praying as I was doing laundry. God, just help this to go away quickly. Help me to get everything and not miss anything. <laughs> That's I was praying as I was laying my kids down. Because I was doing that thing where I'm like, I don't want you yeah, your head your by head mine. Near me. I put I you shark cap on it, my head. But I don't want you near me. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. Yeah. I slept with the shower cap on for three nights. I combed twice a day my yeah. hair and my daughter's hair. My husband had a little bit and my son had it and we buzzed his head. But my husband hasn't had it since. So my Cody hasn't gotten it at all. Yeah. And I just, I didn't even check Barrett. I just buzzed it. I even I combed even Ian's beard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just to make sure. Cody is not itchy at all though. Yeah. Like, not at all. Uh, you can have it for six weeks and not be itchy. That's so gross. Isn't that terrifying? That's so gross. <laughs> In case you can't tell, I've read everything that there is to read about this See, stupid... I have tried not to. I watched so many videos the first night that Luca had it, and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, you're like, we're never getting rid of it. Exactly. That's how I felt, forever. because it's like, vinegar kills it the next page. Vinegar doesn't kill it yeah. the next page. Yeah. Only this works the next page. I'm sure you've heard that only one project works. It doesn't. <laughs> the most consistent thing I heard is fat of any kind. Yeah, we'll smother it. Smother it. And then tea tree oil and vinegar. Yeah. Those are the most consistent. So I did all of them. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. I also sprayed my whole house with yep. tea tree oil and water. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> We've done tea tree oil, peppermint oil. Yeah. <sighs> smells nice. So, say your prayer for us. <laughs> yes. Um, that w- Hopefully, if you're listening to this, like, even a couple weeks from now, it's long gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just but preemptively still thank say, Jesus. Say a prayer of thanking God, and also that just rebukes Satan. Rebuke Satan. From ever happening to, your, <laughs> to you. <laughs> All right. Okay, kindness. Uh, kindness. Okay. So, kindness is probably, like, one of the most talked about things in today's culture. Um, being kind, random acts of kindness. Um, it's kind of like a movement, almost, for people nowadays. Like, pay it forward. And, um, like, 40 acts of kindness that you can do this summer or something like that hmm. that you'll see on Pinterest. Have you seen anything like that? I don't even get on Pinterest. Usually it's like Christmas time that I'll start seeing those like 40 random acts of kindness you can do with your kids. Pinterest is God's gift to humans to find desserts and that's it. <laughs> All recipes, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I want to make this. Go to Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even Google, Google it anymore. Just okay. Pinterest. Because then now they also rate it. Yeah. Like, they're like 1,000 people I've have tried, tried this. recipe. Yeah. I'm like doing it. Yeah. Guaranteed to be a hit, mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as I cook it properly. Cook it right, yeah. <laughs> um, but and you can kindness doesn't necessarily mean that you have the Holy Spirit. Um, you can be <coughs> a non-believer. 
you can be a non-believer and um, still be a kind person. I mean, I know lots of people who are mm-hmm. non-believers and they're probably kinder than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm the, I'm the top. <laughs> Kidding. Um, but we do know the ways we are kind from the spirit instead of pride or just like a desire to be loved or acknowledged um, is probably, well, it is for sure more genuine and it is like, it speaks life more into people than if, you know, you're doing it just for some sort of self gratification. The type of kindness that comes from the spirit is a, a, like a selfless Mm -hmm. kind um, that is meant to point people to God. So we are going to talk about the ways that Jesus specifically was kind because in order for us to figure out, okay, how do we go about being kind as Christians? How do we go about living our life in the spirit and being kind and maybe identifying the ways that we should be kind in our everyday life is best to look at another human who did it perfectly, mm-hmm. Jesus. Because, um, believe it or not, there are a ton of ways that Jesus was kind. Yeah. Um, so it's best to kind of study the word. If you want to know how can I produce this fruit in my life, um, through the spirit, you have to be in the word. You mm-hmm. have to be studying the scripture. Um, and I would say that's not, you don't do it in your own strength. You do it because that's going to build up your faith and build up your relationship to God, then that will naturally pour out. It's like you read about Jesus being kind, you don't go out there and try and mimic it. Yeah. <laughs> you you literally just like let that soak into you that this is God, and then you go out and live your life, and as long as you have that constant um, relationship being built with Jesus through being in his word and prayer, then the kindness will just pour out of you. Mm. But you'll also be able to maybe acknowledge the times, like see the relationship, relation in the times that Jesus was kind in your own life. Like, you know, just as an example. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Like you look at his, when you read a book, you see, you, for me at least, when I read a book, I tend to, like, think of uh, similar scenarios in my life mm-hmm. and be like, well, would I react that same way that that person did? <clears throat> or at least you, like, put yourself in that person's shoes. So with Jesus, when you're reading the word, you think, okay, this is how Jesus reacted. Would I react <laughs> the same mm-hmm. way in that? So it's like, you can, even though... That's what I love about the Bible is even though it's thousands of years ago, there's still very real relationship mm-hmm. scenarios mm-hmm. that happen today. today. Mm-hmm. So you can apply what he does <clears throat> to your life. So, let's see here. Um, Jesus, <clears throat> so the first one we're going to go over is how Jesus sh- willingly showed kindness to outcasts. I would say that the way that we show kindness to people um, nowadays, I don't, I don't necessarily go out of my way to look for people that are shunned or not um, someone who's accepted yeah. in everyday society to show kindness to. I tend to just show whatever's convenient. Yeah, I don't think that I necessarily look for it, but just where I work, like the area mm-hmm. demographically, I get to do that more. Mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of homeless down homeless there that just people. come into yeah. the church because we are a church. But I mean, even in that, <clears throat> I don't think we always do it well enough, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it's from a forced <clears throat> perspective, not like a spirit led. I think or... a lot of, I think so a lot of times because it's mm-hmm. like, reg- I mean, regardless of their station, they still are coming to a church. Mm-hmm. And so what is it saying if we don't do it? So sometimes it feels like, and even in like perceiving how other people handle the situation, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like they feel like they have to be that way. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like you're a church. You have to. Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. So then it kind of means less. Yeah. I think um, so. 
and each person's different so it's like there is an opportunity to allow the spirit to lead you and what that individual person needs i yeah there's a shout out to judy kildall uh we have a gentleman who's one of our regulars named uh fred and he came in and we usually have some type of snack on our back counter and we didn't have anything this particular day and she had just gone to a super fancy restaurant that we have um, in our town and uh, she said that when he came in she had just been like heating up for lunch <clears throat> or getting ready to I can't remember but she said that she felt like God was saying give him your steak and so she went and gave him her expensive steak. expensive steak <laughs> And I oh was like, gosh. I was, when she handed it to him, I was like, you are so kind. <laughs> <laughs> he can't have my steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, man, what did I bring for this today? Would I have given it to him? But I didn't even think about it. And that yeah. was the thing is, I didn't even think about it. Well, and that's, she, and that's, yeah. Well, like she didn't her, even think about it. Well, she just let God totally. The spirit lead yeah. her. Yeah. And that's exactly what Jesus was. <clears throat> he is spirit led. Um. I, I think that's what one of the most fascinating things to me is that Jesus himself had the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. indwelling in him. So, I mean, it is, you know, he is our example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about, um, or we're going to read Matthew 8, 1, and then we'll through four. Kinda, Yes, 1 through 4, sorry. <laughs> and then we'll talk about kind of um, what we mean by willingly. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priests and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So, Jesus willingly touched this guy when like nobody, nobody. touched yeah. lepers. He was yeah. Uh this was if you could be as outcast as possible, <clears throat> he this guy was it. Like he would nobody Bella get out of here. Our cat is coming to wreck the show. Don't eat the plant. <laughs> um look at our Instagram uh to see a picture of this Bella. heathen. <laughs> <laughs> I love like it just thinking in like the the reputation that Jesus had to have, because le- I mean, lepers. I can't remember. There was somewhere. There was somewhere that we read once mm-hmm. about how like far they had to be mm-hmm. from everyone else, mm-hmm. and I think of like it's the reputation. Or something yeah, like that. the reputation Jesus had to have for him to be willing to come to where there was a crowd, and like even try to get to where Jesus was at that time. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus had to have had just like obviously the best reputation everyone knew everyone healing and being kind and being accepting and Mm -hmm. i just think of that as like our like when we are showing spirit-led kindness and just being willing Mm -hmm. to be kind to people that don't necessarily i want to say deserve but that we look at as like does it matter if i'm kind to them or not yeah yeah like just what like where that can lead to like just being known as someone who like because as a person who's usually an outcast um who feels like down you know pushed aside by everybody else it's gonna take a lot for them to want to go to somebody somebody. Mm -hmm. um so if you make yourself someone who is kind to everyone no matter what then they are going to be more likely to come to you Mm -hmm. um and then that is in of itself is your testimony to them um because they might come to you and say why are you why do you treat me differently than Mm -hmm. everybody else um then so jesus was also kind to known sinners um these can be considered outcasts too uh back then but known sinners he was kind to and here's an example in luke 19 2 through 10 and behold there was a man named zacchaeus he was a chief tax collector and was rich He was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on an account of the crowd he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry up, 
and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone into the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and I have defrauded anyone of anything. I restore it. Oh, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I had to put that whole part in there just because it's just the, <laughs> when Jesus speaks, it's just like, bam. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so obviously you can see as a result of Jesus being kind to this person that people did not like, um, he, this guy became saved. Mm-hmm. He be, he believed in Jesus. He got salvation. And, um, I mean, Jesus specifically says, like, all you people who want to grumble, I'm not here to save you. I'm here. You know, those ones that you think, I'm, I'm doing it right, I'm a mm-hmm. good person, um, I do all the right things, mm-hmm. I came to seek those who are lost. And even if I just get to take this verse in, like, another, even further metaphorical mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, uh, when it says, on the account of the crowd, he could not see because he was small in stature. You mm-hmm. just think of, like, who is in, like, our crowd. Mm-hmm. What can we not see? Do we or not what can see? people not see because yeah. of us? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And that, like, <laughs> who are we making feel small in stature yeah. because we aren't showing them Christ likeness? Mm-hmm. Like, you're blocking Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> who are you blocking Jesus from? You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Because these people were following Jesus, they mm-hmm. knew what kind of person he was. And yet they still grumbled about the fact that he, he saw, saw this guy mm-hmm. who, yeah, he was a pretty bad guy. Like, he was a tax collector that was cheating people, and that's why people didn't like him. But Jesus doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He says, I love him, and oh. therefore you love him too. Yeah. Um, and so instead of these people being like, wow, Jesus, you're a great guy for, you know, taking, you know, showing this guy love, they're grumbling mm-hmm. and complaining. And how many times do we do that when it's like... Uh, you see somebody treat somebody kind who you know that they've done something, some bad things. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why are you like talking to that person or Mm -hmm. something? Like how many times in this world do we do that? I know I've done that in my stupid, naive and immature days. Like been like, why are you nice to that person? They're a jerk. I feel like even just in today's society, I, I, we always talk about telling the truth Mm -hmm. app. And they also have a podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. You need to go listen to it. But have you listened to the one? It's like being close to God. i got to look it up now so that you guys can go listen to it as well. Um, he talks about an author that I can't remember her name. It's Life to the Full, part two. It's mm-hmm. Pete, Bis- Pete yeah, Briscoe. That one, yeah. um, but he's talking about this author who talks about like when she came to Jesus. And she used to go to this church, um, like either high on pills or Mm -hmm. just super hungover and she would lay in the back just for the worship and then finally she started and they just would let her Mm -hmm. lay in the back and she finally started like staying Mm -hmm. for the sermon and then that's how she came close to God and I just think like in today's society I feel like Satan has just twisted things so much to I don't even know if it's like obviously it's sinners but it's like we fear the sinners now mm-hmm. and i like, like we're they're so, gonna affect change yeah, us change rather us. than us pull them, pull to, them jesus. to jesus and yeah. i wonder if we if it, we like fear them too much to be kind because i when mm-hmm. i heard that i just listened to this yesterday morning i was thinking would like at our church mm-hmm. would we allow someone to just come and lay in there probably not i don't know and like would someone be bold enough to step up and say it's fine yeah and I what would know. be the outcome of that in that just it's like well in the just in the fact that people would be like I don't want that around my kids and stuff like that we try to shield our kids so much mm-hmm. from sin and that the fact that it is a real, real part, part of this, of this world, world yeah. we try to shield it so much that that's why kids end up leaving the church is because they get out in the real world and they're like they don't know up and down you know mm-hmm. they don't know like, they see the sin, and they see people having fun, and they think, oh, 
well, maybe I just missed this, mm -hmm. so I need to try it. <laughs> and instead, you show people, you, show, you tell your kids, you say, this is what the world offers, and this is what the world will tell you about sin, and you allow them to witness it to an extent, mm -hmm. obviously, and well, and I mean, more and more kids are going to <laughs> yeah exactly but more and more as they get yeah. older yeah. you allow them to see what that is and then you explain to them this is why jesus is better than all that because mm -hmm. he gives life and this will never yeah and uh not allowing your kids to think that you are afraid of it like i mean like you said i know i thought my parent my mom was a, so afraid of me sinning in any way shape or form mm -hmm. Um, I mean, she would tell me I'm going to get pregnant if I have sex outside of marriage. It's just guaranteed. God is going to make you pregnant if you have sex outside of marriage. Don't and even that, think about it. If you think yeah. about it, you will And that's pregnant. just not true. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's scientifically not true. If you are on birth control, you will not get, have, get pregnant for the most part. For the most part, Kathy. Kathy's speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen to are, my but... testimony. Then yes. <laughs> but rude... Let's talk about you, Terry. Do it. <laughs> but it's like you can't shield your kids from everything. And for the most part, if you are the one that's being the voice of wisdom and truth and pointing, you know, talking to them about that. I know my cat's now going to go and undo all the dishes <laughs> by sniffing them. Um, but if you are the one who's, you know, talking to your kids about that. Mm -hmm. That is going to be so much more beneficial to them than just avoiding it. Well, I think that's what you should be afraid of mm -hmm. is who's talking to them if you aren't. Yeah. And what are they learning about sin? Especially and if you could, your kids are in public, public school. school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what they're learning about mm -hmm. what we consider sin and some mm -hmm. people don't. Don't. Yeah. Uh, what they're learning about that from people is if you mm -hmm. aren't giving them any insight to it or if you are teaching it to them in a fear Mm -hmm. with fear tactics like yeah. that mm -hmm. is extremely unhelpful. Yeah. And I think that a lot of parents, I can't even focus because this cat is in like the weirdest position on the counter. She's playing with the pipe she, plate yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's what a lot of people, I mean, my mom, not to the same extent where she would say stuff like that, but I mean, we didn't have a TV in my house mm -hmm. until I was 13. Mm -hmm. We weren't allowed to be on the internet. Mm -hmm. We didn't, go places with certain people like when I think of like the boundaries that I had on my existence growing up it's there's a lot like there's a mm -hmm. lot of things that I was just so oblivious to and then I don't know if my parents my mom specifically thought that I just wouldn't ever learn them but I remember learning about mm -hmm. things that I shouldn't you have learned learn about. from other kids. That's yeah, the worst part. It is. And then... Who are equally as stupid, stupid as you are. Yeah. Uh, and then when I had already had, like, this idea of what things were mm -hmm. and, like, I don't even know how... How much I could handle them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, if, how much I could let them into my life yeah. before my mom even got the chance to talk to me about yeah. them. And I think her fear of me finding them out mm -hmm. just caused me to find them out in a way... That wasn't beneficial. Well, and at the same time, you almost feel bad for even finding out about it. Yeah. So you don't feel like you can go and talk to your parents about it. Yeah. You feel like you have to hide that you even know about it. Yeah. Like, cuss oh, words, sure. even. Yeah. Like, even something as simple as cuss words. You're like, mm -hmm. I could never tell my mom that I've said that. Yeah. Because, you know, I'll get grounded. <laughs> well, see, and that is what... <laughs> I mean, I my seven-year-old has asked, when can I say mm -hmm. bad words? And I'm like, you can say whenever you freaking want to. Just handle the you will <laughs> We'll yeah. see what happens yeah. afterwards. You'll get to see what t soap tastes like. <laughs> yeah. But no, there, I, I mean, I get it. There is such a fine mm -hmm. balance between not wanting your kids to mess up at all and then being afraid of what they will learn and thinking that you can't, I mean, shield them from it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can't. And it's, you're not supposed to. It's, I get the fear because yeah. there's times where my, like, we're just watching American Idol. And there's people on there talking about being gay. And mm -hmm. I'm like, my daughter is sitting there and she's not asking questions. But I know, I don't mm -hmm. want her to sit there trying to wonder. So I Figure that, it out. it's time for me to have the conversation with you. This is what some people do and they mm -hmm. don't think it's wrong. And the Bible says differently. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of just left it at that because yeah. she's not of the age to go deeper than that. Yeah. But it's like... 
it's a lifetime of not being afraid of the sticky topics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we got there from Zacchaeus, but I guess it's just not being afraid of sin. Yeah. Um, speaking showing of which, kindness another example <laughs> yeah another example is um, the woman who was caught in adultery and the Pharisees brought her to Jesus to pretty much trick, trick him um, and try try and get him to say yeah she needs to be stoned mm. and I just love that story I'm not going to do the whole scripture it's in John 8 3 we'll just kind of synopsis it you guys have probably heard it it's just the fact that he is so kind to her, even, you know, he's kind to even the people that are, like, wanting to stone her. Because he's not, like, calling them out in their sin. He's just saying, which one of you have not sinned? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I always love when people, like, some people speculate that he was writing the sins of the men in the sand. That was just, um, yeah. And so it's like, that was his probably kindest way of saying, like, I know you, dude. I know what you've done, so yeah. back off. Um, but I think this is just a prime example of standing up for those who are um, sinners um, in order to be kind and show love to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not condemning at all with mm-hmm. her. With her, he he knows what she's done, but I mean, if he's condemning to her, he has to be condemning to everyone mm-hmm. because we've all sinned, and all sins equal. And I think that's the biggest thing for us to remember is that when we want to be condemning to someone because they've sinned worse than us, mm-hmm. I I had air quotes at that, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> then we need to remember that all sins are equal, mm-hmm. and that our sin is not any better. Than their I go the extreme opposite with that. I never feel like I can even have an issue with anybody because I'm like, my sins were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was your life, Charity. My life on the other hand. No. Um, it's just easy to sometimes look at someone's sin and be like, I don't know what the heck they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're ridiculous. Yeah. But remember, we've all been ridiculous at some point. Look at what we did in middle school. Okay, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I don't know anyone who can't look back at middle school and maybe even, like, read a diary you wrote <sighs> and think, man, I was so cool. Like, no, I was not cool. I was stupid and naive and dumb. And it's like, we've all been, we've all made dumb choices. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people make really, really dumb choices. Yeah. But those people need the most grace and the most mercy and we're supposed to be examples of that all right on to jesus showing kindness even when he was emotionally and physically exhausted i think this one's my favorite yeah because as a mom yeah constantly emotionally and physically exhausted yeah (laughs) you're never not any of those emotionally because you like love these kids so much but yeah. also physically because you're, like, tired. Yeah. You never get any sleep. Also emotionally because you're like, I love you so much, why can't you just mind? Yeah. Like, if you knew how much I loved you, <laughs> you would... this is God, okay? Yeah, if you knew God, how much I sure. loved you, you would flip and if listen to me. you knew what I have prepared for you. <laughs> That's, I always have to remind my kids. God says, obey your mother and father, and it will go well for you. Don't you want it to go well for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to. I'm like always like, God, when do they have more impulse control? Oh my gosh. Seriously. (laughs) Can't they just not just do the first thing that comes to their head? Luca is like painfully honest when she doesn't do what we ask her to do. And she will, she always just like recently we got her a new bike Mm -hmm. and she, we said, don't ride it in the house. Immediately gets on it and starts to ride it through the living room. So we're like, okay, Luca, get off the bike. Come here. Why did you do that? Because I wanted to. I'm like, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I want to leave you here and go get coffee. But I'm not because that's not right. <laughs> and that's like, well, when she said it, I just looked at Cody. I was like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, what did I tell you? It was just, she, yeah, there. It's exhausting. Do you sometimes when you're like talking to your kids and like, do you hear like God saying it to, to you, you at the same time? Oh my gosh. Like every freaking time. <laughs> it's like, okay, God. Every time. And then it makes me really go, okay, t- 
trying to emphasize here. I understand. Stand, yeah, I understand. Exactly. Mom is the does that too <laughs> sometimes, but yeah. So here, so in this verse, um, Jesus is going to be. Well, we'll just read it. Mark six thirty one through thirty four. And he said to them, Come away by yourself to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. So, first of all, they couldn't mm-hmm. even eat. Likely they couldn't sleep mm-hmm. either. So who knows how long that they've been up. Um, and obviously this is like people following Jesus mm-hmm. around, wanting him to heal them, wanting just to hear, hear be near hear him, him, hear his what he has to say. Um, they were probably just constantly, once Jesus kind of had his coming out of like, I'm, I am, I am, I am love. (laughs) People probably were constantly bombarding them. Now, no, I want to note that this is, um, Jesus actually at this point, uh, was mourning the death of his cousin, John, Mm -hmm. the Baptist who had been decapitated. Um, Matthew 14, 13 through 14 talks about this, um, which I love that we have three books that we can like cross reference this time, (laughs) but he talks about, um, how Jesus was affected by John's death. Yeah. Uh, now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. So what he, they mean by when he heard this is when he heard that his, his cousin, cousin had been dead, yeah. uh, murdered. So, I'm not saying our kids are a crowd, but sometimes it feels like it. And I can tell you, if I had a death in a family and I hadn't eaten or slept, I would not be able to um, have compassion Mm -hmm. on my kids nagging at me. I would probably uh, snap at them. I mean, at the least. Mm -hmm. So, we can't... We cannot emulate this on our own. I just want to, like remind you of that we cannot copy this on our own like this is completely for us it has to be the spirit uh i would say the closest that i was to god was probably right after our father-in-law's death Mm -hmm. that's what kind of pushed me to going to god and so if if you are going through something hard right now or if you in the future go through something hard like a death in the family or just any sort of tragedy you're not going to be able to show kindness to people without Jesus. Mm. Like, without pressing into Jesus. Um, you, you just can't. And uh, because Jesus is who he is, he was able to do that. And because of the love that he has for us, he was able to do that. Um, but we're not going to be able to do that in our own strength. We, you have to kind of, like, have the ahead of time work done (laughs) to prepare for something like that like Jesus he's an example of that as well he prays Mm -hmm. he was constantly praying he was constantly going off on his own to be with God Mm -hmm. Um, he knew scripture Uh, those are all things that he did in order to build his relationship with God Uh, and I think that's also just an example for us it's like if you want to be able to be kind in all aspects of your life even when things suck you have to have a really close relationship with God Mm -hmm. otherwise we're not going to be able to like Mm -hmm. I just we're not well and I think it like it just as you're saying you need to prepare for it I mean in the beginning of this before he saw the crowds he was Mm -hmm. away and I just think that's a good reflection of what God will do for us when you're in, um, when you're just in your time with him. It's really easy to start with me, me, me. But the more that you're in it and the more that you're there and the more that you're seeking him, he really does turn your eyes towards those around you mm-hmm. and what you can be doing for them and how you can be serving them and just loving them and really mm-hmm. I mean, being the intercessor, really. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I love that he was like even trying to teach the disciples right mm-hmm. there that you have to rest. rest. Mm-hmm. You have to take time to separate yourself and rest or else we're not going to continue to be able to do the things that God is mm-hmm. calling us to do. Well, and I think that uh, that's one thing that is really hard. Moms specifically mm-hmm. and like new moms even more specifically, mm-hmm. it's hard to allow that like without allow feeling guilty the mm-hmm. I am supposed to rest mm-hmm. I think we put so many expectations on ourselves of what we think just motherhood is going to be like or that it's going to be easy mm-hmm. or that our house is always going to be clean and we're not going to let anything yeah. affect us like that <laughs> and nobody expects that of you no Mm-mm. and that only you only you yeah <laughs> only you and your unrealistic expectations yeah. and even in that I think that's something just to go into at this as well I mean, kindness starts with you being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. And the more, I mean, when you're ugly to yourself and you are doing, you, I don't I don't really like, like, the self-love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. movement that's going on because yeah. I think they Love take thyself. it a little bit too yeah. far. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you have to be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize that you were created in God's image mm-hmm. and he has set you, he has created you for such a time as this. And... You have to just give yourself a freaking break. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we're not going to be perfect. God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he does expect us to come to him. And when you aren't kind to yourself and you get into that pattern of not being kind to yourself, you aren't going to be kind to others. Mm -hmm. You can't be kind to yourself, or you can't be kind to others if you aren't kind to yourself. Just like... Because your well isn't... Yeah. You're supposed to give from your overflow. Well, and the best thing you can do to be kind to yourself is spending time, time with, with God. God. That's well, where you will get the most full, the most fulfillment, the most life mm-hmm. is from that. When we were originally not binge watching Netflix. Yeah, when we were originally studying for this, there was a podcast I listened to and on a preacher in Texas who was doing a thing on kindness and he was saying that like if you look into the definitions of kindness, it always comes back to love and love is obviously God. So kindness mm-hmm. always comes back to God. And just even in saying that, like you can't be kind to others if you're not kind to yourself, you can't, you can't be an ambassador for God if you don't know him yourself. Yeah. Like God is for you first mm-hmm. and then you give him to mm-hmm. others once your relationship well, is Well, and if you don't him. know your own identity in him, yeah. like if you don't see yourself through his eyes, then you're everything you do to any, anything you do, with anybody else is going to be tainted by your outlook of yourself mm-hmm. because you're going to think you're not enough. You're going to think that you're not doing it right. And I mean, <coughs> mothering, geez, mothering is a prime example of that because if you don't have your identity in Christ firmly founded, mm-hmm. you're going to think every single thing that you do for your kids is not enough and mm-hmm. it's not good enough because you're not good enough. And then you're going to get them into a cycle of mm-hmm. expecting more than they should Oh, uh, dear Lord. Preach it. <laughs> and it's not... Well, and even just in... You... Just going off of what you said about it affects your relationships mm-hmm. and how... Um, if you aren't being kind to yourself and if you don't know your own mm-hmm. identity and if you start to feel negatively about yourself, the encouragement that you are going to give to others is also going to be negative because mm-hmm. you're going to be ruled by yeah. the jealousy that you feel or the... When you know what something else like the insecurities, insecurities that you feel, you're going to yeah. make sure that somebody else feels mm-hmm. those insecurities and the advice yeah. that you give. Yeah. Well, everything you have is just tainted. Yeah. And th- where you are, God has put mm-hmm. you there for a reason. And I just always think when I want to just give into my flesh and I want it to be easy and I don't like, there's times where I know God is calling me to do something and I just want to say no. I just want to say no because mm-hmm. I just don't want to do I don't want to. I just don't I want, want it to be to. easy. I want it just to be easy once, God. Yeah. That's what I always think. Just one time, can it just freaking be easy and you just do, do it Do we for not me? have to have like a heart-to-heart with somebody every single yeah. step of the way? You do it and just put my name <laughs> on it. Yeah. But I feel like that, like, who needs you to do this? Mm-hmm. Who needs you to develop your relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Because they need to know from you. Mm-hmm. It may not be, you may not have kids, may not, you may not be married, but there are people in your life that you talk to, you speak life into, or you may be speaking death into them because life comes from God and you can't speak life into someone if you don't have it yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if your life is not 
being if you don't feel filled of life and you know vibrancy and you don't feel full from God then you're I mean what are you going to speak to people mm-hmm. you're just going to speak more of what they have already heard from the rest of the world and that's usually superficial mm-hmm. empty not lasting mm-hmm. or you're just going to say nothing at all yeah. and totally miss an opportunity or you're going to not care <laughs> yeah. yeah and just that's be like worse. I can't even I can't, I can't even. even that's like the people's that's people's thing to say because we can't even you. when we don't you do even you. Yeah. <laughs> see I say you do you but I care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do you, but I disagree. <laughs> but mostly I do it when Ambrose is like, I'm going to have an apple. And I'm like, you do you, I'm going to get tacos. <laughs> and that's her opportunity to say charity. No. First of all, I don't know where it came into that tacos are not healthy. There's freaking corn. There's protein. Well, corn is a GMO. <sighs> I know. There's, but there is protein and but there it's is delicious. Veg- it's mostly protein and vegetables. Yeah. It's barely any carbs. They put two corn tortillas. I always take, one, take off. one off. It's too much. I don't need to. You're, I mean, you're doing, I mean, you're cutting that's negative cups. calories. Yes. <laughs> the amount of chewing you do counterbalances. It it. It's true. So, and like I just you told you, don't go through the drive thru if you walk in. Bad. I mean, you're already taking a tortilla off and exactly. walking in. Well, you. Like, are right down the door from I have, uh, I walk. Mexican food place. So we'll you see, walk there. And I've been going to North 40 lately, so I walk even further for the tacos. <laughs> she goes and has beer on her lunch break I actually, when she works at the church. I actually didn't have one. And the pastor that I was having lunch with was like, you for sure can have one. And I was like, I for sure think you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have water. I think you're trying to get me fired. <laughs> I That's have not kind. <laughs> All right. But I really do want to try their beer. Because <laughs> I've heard I know. Really I've heard good. it's good. So, only a few more ways here. We'll see if we can get it within an hour. But, uh, let's see. Jesus, not only a few more ways. I'll say there's many, many different ways. Yeah, Jesus we, showed kindness. We, we only have, only a, few have more. a few more ways. Because <laughs> it's truly overwhelming if you yeah. try to go through and pick out every time oh Jesus my gosh. was kind. It took me so long or just God. to pick the certain ones. We were yeah. also going to do Old Testament and we decided that was too much. Mm-hmm. There's too much kindness. Yeah. We just kind of picked ones that you would come into like in your day. everyday life. So Jesus intentionally showed kindness to those he loved most. Underline the word intentionally, people. Intentionally. Um, we have to be intentional on in how we lo- love our family and those we care about the most. Because um, you can get apathetic and, like we said, not care. <laughs> so John 13, 4 through 5 and 12 through 15. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose up, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around them. So 12 through 15, when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done for you. And I don't think that it notates it well enough in the Bible unless you're actually like looking into it. But the towel that Jesus wrapped around his mm-hmm. waist was actually a slave's garment. Like that's what mm-hmm. they wore on there every mm-hmm. day. And that's why like they had no shirt on usually. Yeah. They would just have a towel and yeah. Like, literally took himself to the lowest that he could go. Yeah. And, I mean, how often, as a mom especially, do you feel like you have to go pretty low? Or just even as a wife. (laughs) Just in all terms. And, I mean, if the the God of the universe Mm -hmm. can humble himself like a slave... Because of his love Mm -hmm. for his, his friends. I mean, these are his friends. What, how much more should we... For those we love. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think there is another passage of scripture some in a different book where they talk about the, the um, disciples arguing about who is going to be washing, washing the feet. feet. Mm-hmm. But also in between that, 
you know, the disciples are mm-hmm. um, saying, no, no. you yeah. can't wash my feet. And Jesus is like, uh, do what I want. Uh, he was being an example for us of how you can, you should have that heart of ser- servitude mm-hmm. and intentionally being kind to those you care about. Um, because it's important. It's important <clears throat> to show love in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I think it was in... It was in something that we listened to recently. Maybe it's Revelation Wellness. It might have been in one of those. Or it's Revelation Mm -hmm. Wellness or Telling the Truth because that's the Mm -hmm. only thing I've been listening to lately. But um, it said that so many kids are walking away. It was for sure Lisa Keaton. Mm -hmm. So many kids are walking away from faith now because their parents act a certain way at home and then a different way like at church. Like Mm -hmm. the drive to church is different the attitude is different Mm -hmm. than when you get in and i mean i for sure have been Mm -hmm. guilty of that Mm -hmm. i like been scrambling to get everybody ready is stressful sometimes people (laughs) and then getting there and being like like right before we get in the Mm -hmm. door you shut up and you walk in Mm -hmm. hey you know like yeah we're fine yeah we're we we got it we made it here instead of just being like honest and freaking being like it's okay that we're gonna be two minutes late yeah yeah it's okay like you're not going to hell because you got to church late. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, I love the part where it's like Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands, all things into His, his hands, hands, and that He had come from God and was going back to God, rose and then washed the disciples' feet. I mean, He got up and humbled Himself, mm-hmm. knowing like I have come to the end of my journey. I have done what I needed to do. I'm seeing this mm-hmm. through. And what's the one of the last things that I want to do before I die? Serve serve the people I love. (laughs) It's like all the way to the end. It's so humbling. Mm -hmm. And it's so like convicting of like we are take advantage of each day that we have. Jesus only had three years with these guys. Mm -hmm. And it's like we take advantage of each day that we have and think, well, I'm just in a bad mood today. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You ex- excuse... Yeah, you excuse it. being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and instead, we should be, mm-hmm. like, looking for ways that we can intentionally be kind mm-hmm. to those we love. And, you know, letting the Spirit show us mm-hmm. ways, too. And I, I think that would be such more of, like, a testimony to your kids, to your spouse, to people who see your family out and about like how embarrassing would it be if you're at a restaurant being a jerk to your family and like people from church are sitting behind you or something that's one thing I always try to think of (coughs) just when I want to react to my children is would I do this if anybody else was around yeah oh that's something I think about a lot me talking to them would I be talking like this sometimes I think yes I'd just be whispering (laughs) death whisper (laughs) Yeah, but no, that's what I try to think of. And not even like Mm -hmm. in that. And I mean, you said it earlier, but there's sometimes in those moments where I'm saying something to my children where like, why did you freaking do that? Yeah. That God's like, why are you freaking doing this? (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. And then they go, I don't know. Yeah. And you're like, neither do I. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Let's hug it out. Yeah. (laughs) Forget it all. Pray. I think the best thing about it is especially with kids is they're so forgiving they're so it's sad yeah. how forgiving they because are because they love you they freaking love they you they freaking love you even though they don't act like it sometimes yeah. but like so let's say you yell at them on the way to the church you have to make sure that you go back and say the way I acted was not okay mm-hmm. I was going to we were going to church Espe- I mean especially at that point is not a time that I should be acting that mm-hmm. way please forgive me and you have to humble yourself in that way because mm-hmm. those things do stick with kids. If mm-hmm. you are constantly act, like being a hypocrite, essentially, kids are not going to want to go the way that you're going. Yeah. They're going to think everything you believe is false. <sighs> yes. Well, and even like just in, you have to do that for other people sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. And that, like, there have been a few times where my my dad has disciplined in a way that I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. And I've had to tell my kids afterwards that, like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that, mm-hmm. what he said or how he said it, that's yeah. not okay and that's not on you. Yeah. And that's also important to make mm-hmm. sure that you're recognizing 
I think a lot of times with kids, we can dismiss some of the things that they say and think that they are just overreacting about things, mm-hmm. but it's important to really... You have to validate what they're saying, because yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've had to learn. Um, that's just a number, another way you humble yourself, is that if your kid tells you, this is how you made me feel, mm-hmm. you don't belittle that and say, well, that's not how I meant it, so yeah. get over it. Or, well, I did that because you did this. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. say, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have you know yeah, whatever yeah. Yeah. but you you have to acknowledge how you made them feel mm-hmm. because i know as a kid that if my parents my parents just pushed aside my feelings i felt unheard i felt like they didn't understand me at mm-hmm. all and i felt like i never was known by anybody mm-hmm. and you you have to let your kids know that you're safe mm-hmm. essentially that you know what they're feeling you're is safe. okay your feelings are safe yeah yeah like and may, then try to redirect them and say, well, your feelings are lying to you. Yeah. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry that that's how it came across. Yeah. But you then try to point them to what's true. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of times I'm saying, you know mommy loves you, so I wouldn't really make, you know, I wouldn't really say that to you. Mm-hmm. I, like, I didn't, wouldn't mean it in that way, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry that it made okay. you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Let's see. We got the last two. Uh, this one is a harder one. Because it's pretty easy to show kindness to those you love. <laughs> it's harder to show kindness to those who are against you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jesus showed kindness even to those who are against him. Um, in Luke twenty two forty nine through 51, it's just kind of a short snippet. But it, it's like that st- always sticks out to me. And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. So very short. But, I mean, essentially this person who's taking him to his very painful death, he healed him. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Like, I just always wonder, what happened to that guy? Where he's like... I was just taking you to be killed, mm-hmm. and you healed me. Well, and I think that... <laughs> like you have every right to kill me. Kill me. Mm-hmm. I think that poses, like, even just the bigger question of, like, going back to what I said, of who needs you to be kind? Who who needs you to develop your relationship? Mm-hmm. Is it could be somebody who isn't kind to you? Mm-hmm. That you really have to have your strength in the Lord mm-hmm. and be able to show Christ's kindness no matter what situation you find yourself in. Yep. And that could essentially turn someone to wonder, what, why are you being nice to me? Yeah. And I think that just the people who generally are being rude to you just want to be seen, and they're going about it in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. Well, and I understand that, like, it being so hard, because especially us as sinful people, we're probably like, I don't really care if you become a Christian or not. You're a jerk. Yeah. So you wouldn't I'm be not a good gonna, one anyway. Yeah, so I'm not going to show you <laughs> Jesus' kindness because I don't want you in this club. Yeah. But that is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is from Satan. That is Satan's goal. Mm-hmm. He wants to build that distance between you and that person because you might be the only person <coughs> that can Sweet. point that, you know, your enemy mm-hmm. to Jesus by being loving and kind to them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just think of Z- back to Zacchaeus, how God said he is Abraham's son. So like, he's also worthy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't point to somebody today who is yeah. an Abraham's son. So yeah. everyone is worthy. We can't, we can't get to pick and choose that. <clears throat> Jesus mm-hmm. and God, they pick and choose that and they say everyone. Yeah. So now if this person is someone who has hurt you deeply, that doesn't mean you have to put yourself in their way to try and uh, be hurt over and over again. That means that anytime you have to be around somebody that, you know, you do not get along with, you still do what you can to be kind and loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe being kind and loving is just simply walking away. Yeah. That, like, maybe that's all you can do. But that's better than going to their level essentially Mm -hmm. so very last one jesus taught that being kind was important and that we should be kind because the father is kind to us Mm -hmm. so first luke 6 35 but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil luke 10 30 and 34 
Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite then, he, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. Then Luke fifteen twenty through 22. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned and... I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a good long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. <clears throat> so, Luke six thirty five and then Luke fifteen twenty <clears throat> through twenty two. Those are example. Well, first one specifically says God is. So Luke six thirty five and then Luke six uh, fifteen twenty through twenty two. Those are about God, um, the prodigal son. The dad is God, and then we are the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke 6.35, obviously Jesus is specifically saying how we are supposed to love our enemies and be kind to our enemies because God is kind to evil and ungrateful Mm -hmm. people. Um, So those specifically are about how the Father is kind to us. But then Luke 10.30-34 is an example of how we are to be kind to others. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably one of like the most well-known parables that Jesus told but it's one of my favorite just because it just shows that those people who like the priest and the Levite both were supposed to be God's like chosen chosen people people. Mm -hmm. they passed by while the Samaritan who was like an outcast was kind Mm -hmm. to a stranger who was left hurt and um, beaten so that's Jesus specifically teaching about how you be kind mm-hmm. and um i i just wanted to leave it at that because after all this you can look at that and go well that's jesus he he's kind because he's god <laughs> but in the end jesus is saying yeah you gotta be kind too like he's specifically telling us to be kind mm-hmm. because i'm kind my father's kind and uh we don't have to be mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's so much more if you just need any if you want to know how to live your life with the fruits of the spirit just in general look at Jesus' life Mm -hmm. because I mean he did it perfect but it's overwhelming it is Um, very humbling but I I think when overwhelming it is for sure overwhelming (sighs) and when you read it you're like I'm never going to do this but you're not supposed to do the one sermon Yeah, that's the biggest thing is that because we have Jesus, we can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, where otherwise we can't. Um, at least not for the right reasons. Um, not in a way that gives life. I think that's my biggest takeaway when I think about why I do things that are good. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. It's not because I'm doing it in the spirit. It's because I think that's what I should do. Mm-hmm. And then you just end up, like we've talked about, you end up just running yourself dry mm-hmm. because you're doing it all in your own strength and it's not life-giving. Yeah, it's not as fulfilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you do it in the spirit, it's not going to drain you. Mm-hmm. It's going to fulfill just you. energize you. Yeah. yeah. And then make you want to do it more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got an hour. I didn't think we would. Oh, I know. We always go over. I know. <laughs> and it is over midnight. It is over midnight. Yeah. It's over midnight. <laughs> We're going to be tired. We're tired <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Yes. And um, those of you still with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, we have like 29 listeners, oh, is what it says. But uh, shout out to Butterfly Braids. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one person we could see that is favorited us. us. Favorited us, yes. Thank you. Okay. 
I hope you're still on board and listening. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's only been four months, yeah. but hopefully you're eagerly awaiting I, listening to us. Yeah, I hope you had a great time practicing patience. Yes. <laughs> During this the last, last four months. months. We, that was it. We, it's not because we were too busy. It was because we were trying to help you practice, practice patience. patience. Um, Congratulations, you've made it. You made it. You win. <laughs> you get to hear our voice again. Yes. If you have any questions, comments, um, feel free to email us at macchiatomoms at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook, Macchiato Moms at Midnight. And leave us a review on, uh, or subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes um, if you get the chance, if you like us. Um, If you don't like us, you can leave a review, but... You'll probably make me cry. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> you won't make me cry. I'll just have a hard time showing you kindness. <laughs> and we also have an Instagram, um, Macchio Ma- Macchiato Moms, right? Macchiato Moms. At Macchiato Moms. At Macchiato Moms. That's our Instagram That's handle. At, yeah. yeah. I was like, do, you have, do we have to say at? It's just Macchiato Moms. We don't do. put an extra at. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at social medias, in case you couldn't tell. We yes. do use it a lot. We just, we we do the scrolling. <laughs> yes. I don't actually know what things are called on there. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.